Welcome to Save the Track Bike. This is your host, Joshua Lebure. Um, this is a special shorter episode, Christmas special, if you will. I went and sat at a coffee shop with James from Illicit Cycles. It's a new bike company starting up in Colorado. Um, in the spring, they should be coming out with like their first like fixed gear bikes. Uh, and then they're going to be releasing a track frame soon. So we talk about all that. We talk about BMX a little bit. We talk about bringing in some races into Colorado. We talk about whether or not he's going to start a team, a race team, and all that good stuff. Um, he's at the very beginning of the process, so I figured it would be kind of cool to get some insight on what it's like to start a bike company. Um, yeah, what else do I have to say? I guess uh, this should be coming out on Christmas Day. I did find out on Google Play that unfortunately it takes a couple extra days from when I uploaded on there. So yeah, patience is a virtue, I guess. Um, but they'll go up on SoundCloud and iTunes on the same day. So anyway, um, I'm going to shut up and we're going to get to the interview. here with James from Illicit Cycles. Uh, tell us who you are and and uh, why you're on this podcast. So my name is James Wilson, a.k.a. James Jiggy G. I am on this podcast because I started a bike brand, Illicit Cycles, based in Golden, Colorado. Cool. So how did uh, Illicit come about? Uh, oh, boy. You want the, the full version? Sure. <laughs> so uh, my ex-girlfriend and I broke up. And right. I the wanted start to start of many, many good stories. <laughs> right, yeah, pretty much. So I wanted to pay her back, and of course, my brain got thinking. I was like, well, "How am I going to pay her back?" Because she did a lot of nice things for me financially. So I was like, "Well, I need to invest or start a business." So I was kind of weighing some pros and cons of different things, you know. I didn't really know what I was going to do, and. I realized I needed to make capital, you know, build some capital first to start anything. So I started flipping thrift store stuff, just random thrift store stuff, flipped, you know, shoes, just whatever. Anything that I could sell and make profit, I flipped. And then I had a buddy that I worked with that uh, was looking for a fixie, you know, a fixie to your bike. And he's like, dude, like, find me one, because he knew I was, like, always looking online and stuff. So I'm like, all right, cool. So that night I found him one. I went and purchased it from a super nice lady. And uh, the next day... I brought it to work with me, sold it to him. You know, I made a little bit off of him, but more than anything, I just I loved the whole interaction. You know, the uh, the lady I bought it from was super nice. She was like ecstatic to get rid of it. Uh, my best, or not my best friend, but one of my good buddies that I sold it to, he he was like looking for one for a little bit. You know, so he was excited to get it. And do you remember what the bike was? No, it didn't even have a brand. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was just like completely unbranded, like spray painted black. <laughs> it was just like black on black. It had super narrow handlebars. Oh, yeah. He loved it. Yeah, he loved it. So, yeah, just the whole interaction between her and me and him, you know, just it was super, super rewarding. Um, yeah, he just he was ecstatic about the bike, and he just keeps thanking me over and over. And I just I love the feeling of, you know, helping both of them out, and that's kind of what started it all. And then so I started solely flipping bikes. 
uh, well, actually, shortly after that, I was doing guitars and bikes, but then it eventually got into just bikes, and I was making some pretty dang good money flipping used bikes, actually, and uh, almost every one of them was a fixed gear, you know, a single-speed fixed gear, and they're just, like, every person I met and interacted with, you know, whether I was buying one or selling it, was just super friendly, like, just overall, you know, an incredible experience, and... I'm quite the salesman, so like I could buy a bike that had been listed for a year at a super low, you know, price, and turn around and literally in five minutes have it sold for what they've been asking for a year. Wow. Yeah, like it is. <laughs> yeah, I actually had a waiting list for a while of people like looking for certain size bikes. Really? Yeah, I was on my A game. But uh, so yeah, I was flipping bikes, and then they were just so good to me. You know, I was like, man, I, I just want to do this. You know, so and I've always been the type of person that I'm really good at marketing online and marketing myself. So. I was like, you know, this, this is a perfect bike brand. That's that's what I need to do. So nice. I started a list of cycles. Sweet. So what kind of attracted you to uh, starting off doing fixed gears and track bikes? Uh, well, actually, so my buddy wanted the fixed gears. So that's what started it all. So yeah. I just, I, I like the feel of it, the look of it. It was cool to ride. Uh, to be honest, it was my first time ever on a fixed gear bike. Like I'm, I rode BMX when I was younger. Then I oh, me too. Nice, nice. I did Flatland actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, so uh, I grew up racing and doing like dirt jumping and stuff. So, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah jumps always good the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then I've you know ridden road bikes and mountain bikes, but yeah, I don't know. I just really like the fixed gear, and uh, it was something new to me, so I really enjoyed that aspect, just different. And I don't know, the price was right. You know, I didn't have to invest a lot to get them, and you know, and really most of them were pretty nice I, mean, I had a lot of really good brands that i i flipped you know and and yeah i mean it's just that's kind of how fixed gears happen yeah. You know? yeah i think it's cool i think that's what attracted me to them is because i did grow up with like bmx and i remember seeing in like 2007 or something like all these kids on fixed gear bikes and was just like oh it's like a grown-up bmx bike pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. not that grown-ups <laughs> can't ride bmx bikes but right. you know, yeah it's nice to be able to sit down on the saddle <laughs> yeah for sure right what's kind of the I don't know. What's it like to start a manufacturing company like that? Well, so on paper, I'm a manufacturer. Yeah. Like, technically speaking, I'm an importer. Yes. So I send my specs, details, everything that I want. Which is basically what yeah, most companies do. do these days. Yep, pretty much all of them. Yeah. yeah. There's very few that are actually made in the States anymore, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, it's quite the process, honestly. I mean, there, there's a yeah. ton of things. Just importing in general is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, uh, the whole process. Like, there's fees for fees. It's, like, it's crazy. Yeah, I just feel like uh, I have respect for people that are doing that because it's such a complicated process, it seems. <laughs> Dude, I've uh, I've made so many connections in such a short amount of time, though. Like, it's, it's awesome. I've had a lot of people helping me out. Like, I just I have an import broker now. Like, it's, you know, I've never thought I'd say I have an import broker. It's yeah. kind of surreal, but super nice it. guy. And, like, he, uh, he's been helping me out a lot. And, yeah, man, like, this... I always say we. It's actually me. I'm, yeah. the, I'm the only owner. And uh, I say we so much, though, because I feel like I have, like, a great team that's just, like, really come together, you yeah. know, through the import broker. The You know, I have a, a graphic designer on board. Like, just, like, all these people that are just really helping out in different ways. Nice. So I, I always say we because I feel like they're included, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. Um, where did the name, like, where did the name Elicit come from? Oh, this is a good story. So, uh... <laughs> I had all kinds of different names in mind, and I went to GoDaddy.com and typed in all the names that I I thought of, and everyone was taken, <laughs> with the exception of Elicit. Nice. So yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. So I typed in Elicit Cycles, and it wasn't taken. I was like, ooh, 
here's my chance, you know, so I typed in illicit bikes as well, and it was open, so I bought both domain names right off, you know, just right there, illicit cycles and illicit bikes, and that's how it came to be, illicit cycles. So the, the focus of the business isn't just fixed gears, though. I'm starting yeah. out. I'm starting out with fixed gears. Totally. And going to track bikes, and then which I plan on always having. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like I'm going to go away from them. So I plan on always having those, and then, but eventually I want to get into you know high-end carbon fiber road bikes and yeah. mountain bikes, etc. But yeah, right. I mean, I'm I'm all for you know a, a niche, niche, however you want to say it, market and stuff, you know, and yeah, and fixed gear riders like the followers I have on Instagram are amazing, man. Like I'll post a poll and like I get such a ridiculous amount of responses that it's it's incredible, which actually helps me a lot in yeah. you know in deciding what to do, you know. Because I'm, you know, I'm making bikes for people, not for me. You know, so like, if you want this, then I'm gonna do that. You know, it's not, it's yeah. not all about ego. It's not about what I want. It's about what the consumer wants, what the people buying the bikes want. You know, and uh, yeah, man. So I just, I'm definitely, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative of all the support I have in the fixed gear world and stuff already. But I'm definitely gonna venture out because I don't want to get stuck in that necessarily. Oh, I wanna, absolutely. Want to be known as a bike manufacturer as a whole. You know, of course. I, I plan on building this into an empire, man. It's not like. Yeah, you know, it's not like I want to sell a few bikes. Like I want to make this huge. For like, sure, that's, that's the that's definitely the game plan. I think that's important too, and it, and it's nice to hear that like the community is like backing you so much because I'm, I'm actually as, overwhelmed as the companies grow. You know, I think what because fixed gear racing specifically, like building like track bike, like what you're planning on doing and stuff. I think that's what's blowing up right now. No, I mean, sure. you have all these road podcasts and all these road magazines and stuff that are talking about red hook mm-hmm. and how many people show up to those races and how much attention they're getting and stuff so i think the more companies that are backing those kind of events and stuff i think is is going to be huge yeah because sure. i think that uh this kind of culture is kind of taking off away maybe from just the the like when i started riding fixed gear bikes and just messengers and stuff that yep. it's kind of turning into like a real sport that's worldwide <laughs> well, dude, and like the thing i like too you know is like fixed gears uh you know i have a lot of followers in like south america and you know and uh, asia in general mm-hmm. and just you know they're like really on their fixed gear game you know yeah and, yeah i really enjoy seeing all that though it seems to be huge in like london too yeah yeah for sure um, and uh also melbourne like australia yeah there's like a ton of stuff in australia yeah yep <laughs> it's cool I mean, I think the what I like seeing is, like, you have UCI road riders and stuff that are like, oh, let's go do Red Hook Crit. It's something new to do. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's... Well, turning, honestly, I think it's more exciting. Yeah. Um, you know, a road bike race, you know, is 100 miles and you're freaking dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and for the fans, they, like, get to get a glimpse yeah, well, for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, or Crit, you know, you're... Yeah. It's a loop, so you see him several times. It's a lot more action-packed. Like, yeah. And you might be on a corner where there's a crash. And- oh, yeah. Yeah, the exciting part, right? <laughs> Not for the rider. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was my only... I mountain bike a lot, and I actually enjoy crashing yeah. for whatever reason. That's true. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm weird. I guess racing BMX, like, uh, I remember my crashes still, and I was pretty young the last time I raced. But you always had that one guy that would go down in front of you, and you're flipping over your handlebars. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I think why I like... The reason personally I like crashing so much is because I wear a GoPro. So like oh, I'm yeah. like oh like I get up and I'm like yeah good footage I wrecked. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> Sad but true. That's hilarious. So can you tell us anything about this track bike that you're planning on coming out with? I've uh, been seeing the polls and stuff. So yes, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of polls, kind of getting a feel for what people are wanting. I was yeah. originally thinking about going all carbon fiber. Yeah. Uh, obviously for weight and just durability and whatnot and stiffness. Uh, 
but I actually, it was kind of 50-50. A lot of people said yeah, a lot of people said no, but I was actually getting several emails from people saying, we want aluminum, we want aluminum, we want aluminum. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I was like, well, I know a lot of people like aluminum plus carbon fiber forks. So that is, that's what we're going to release. Once again, I say we, me. (laughs) We're going to release... Probably just frames, not even the whole bike, because more people seem to want just the frames, which is understandable because it's a track bike. You want to put their own components on. So the first release of track bikes is actually probably going to be aluminum. I'd like to do a raw aluminum just because that's so sick looking. Oh, I agree. And then uh, I might do a black as well, just all black, because I also like the murdered out look, you know? Do you so, know what the geometry is going to be like? Are you kind of going more for like a pursuit style, it's, or something uh, more for like crits that's a little more relaxed? Or it's it's kind of I don't know. I don't know yet, honestly. I mean, it's, it's still on the drawing board, if you will. But cool. it's going to be similar to like uh, you know, like an Abiton, yeah. you know, something like their bikes. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's going to kind of be a cross between like an Abiton, uh, like Cordoba, and like uh, an unknown. Yeah, you know something like that, or like the Throne Track Lord. It's gonna be kind of a okay. kind of a feel of all of those, if you will. I'm obviously going for speed, going for aerodynamic. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the whole point of it. But also something that just looks sweet. You know, I mean, it's yeah. I think it's a big part, especially with people. Because I mean, I I definitely want them in the race scene. You know, I, I yeah. want people to, to race them for sure. But I also want the people on the streets that just love track bikes totally. to have a cool looking bike to be able to show off. And you know, and I'm I'm really catering to that that group of people nice. probably just as much as the racers if not more honestly yeah um, so what's like the big picture plan are you thinking about eventually getting a race team together or sponsoring people or I haven't thought anything about a race team yet I haven't yeah. gotten that far into it uh, but yeah sponsorships definitely I definitely want to sponsor some people uh, yeah I mean I'm actually a sponsored rock climber oh nice yeah so and I've, I was a semi-professional paintball player. I played for 14 years. Uh, yeah. I, had, I had like seven, eight sponsors there at the end. I mean, I pretty much played for free. I just, you know, I, the only thing I didn't get was a salary, and that's pretty much like now too, you know, yeah. climbing. So I understand sponsorships and being on that that end of things. You know, I understand, you know, both sides of it. So yeah, I definitely want to sponsor. Uh, not even like huge names or anything. Like I don't, I don't even care about that. You know, it's yeah. I want to just help people. You know, yeah. achieve their dreams, man. Like I really do. I just want to help people achieve what they're trying to accomplish. And sure. so, I, I definitely plan on sponsoring like a bunch of like smaller, you know, smaller events too. I want to do events too. So yeah. sponsoring like events, um, you know, athletes, and then also I plan on giving a lot of stuff away. I'll be 100 percent. I mean, I'm I'm all for making money and profit and stuff, but I'm all for helping people as well. So. Yeah. Like well, I, maybe we should team up on a giveaway when you get. Oh, for sure, that actually be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm definitely doing a lot of giveaways and stuff, uh, you know. And then for marketing purposes, I'm going to give some oh, to like influencers and whatnot, of course. But yeah, man, I'm. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't expect to get rich off this. Like, you know, I mean, I do eventually. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm, I'm quite the businessman, natural born entrepreneur. You know, so like, I, I do plan on doing that. But like, I don't care if it takes ten years. You know, I mean, I hope it doesn't. I hope it's quicker than that. But yeah. I, I want to help people just as much as I want to make money, so it's it's whatever, you know, it's win win. Yeah. I think that that's right. I think there's a lot of uh there's a lot of talent in Colorado too and like people that are going out and doing red hooks and doing like uh I know people were thinking about going out and doing like fixation crit and like Chicago and like all that stuff. So yep. I think that uh 
yeah, there's a community here, which I think is cool. Yeah, it's actually funny because I've never really known about the community because I never really rode fixed gears, you know. Yeah. But now that I'm getting into it, I see I've been getting a lot of people around the area that are kind of reaching out. Hey, you know, so it's pretty exciting actually. That's awesome. Yeah. So like a. Uh, was it Sunday, what are they called? Sunday Strong. Sunday Strong, yeah. So yeah. one of those guys actually reached out to me and invited me on a ride uh, up Mount Evans or some bull crap. Something that probably kill me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody that rides road bikes more and mountain bikes even more, you know, it's like. Totally. Oh, boy, yeah. That'll probably kill me. <laughs> I feel you. I'm going to do I'm gonna do Mount Evans this year, but. Oh, nice. That's the goal. I'll, I'll be driving behind you in a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> make a video or something. <laughs> right? Yeah, no doubt. Could do that. Yeah, I think my next step is uh, doing, like, a YouTube channel that I want to start kind of when race season starts. Yeah. Because I'm planning on going to a bunch of races, so I want to make short little docs about it or whatever. Nice. And uh, I'll do, like, documentary-style podcasts with, like, the YouTube video component of it. So. I actually just started kind of venturing into YouTube for the business, and like nice. I said, the GoPro, I have a chest mount, you know, so I do, I mostly mountain bike, honestly, so, like, a lot of it's mountain bike related. Yeah. I have one road bike video I posted, but right now the video is a little shaky, I'll be honest. So my mom actually bought me a uh, gimbal. Nice. You know, an Evo gimbal yeah, for Christmas, so nice. getting ready to get one of those. So yeah, it should should be a lot better footage. So I have a, a Hero Four, so you know, 4K. I mean, it's That's it'll exciting. be legit. Yeah, I'm pretty so, excited building building the YouTube as well. What's your history with bikes? I know you said you did a little flatland. Were you competitive, or did you just? No. So when I was young, uh, my mom rented, and our landlord actually owned a bike shop. Oh, nice. So yeah, I was just kind of. You know, I kind of grew up around bikes, honestly. I mean, all the neighborhood. Where I'm from Southern Illinois. Well, I'm from Central Illinois, but I lived in Southern Illinois at the time. And, uh, yeah, man, like, everybody had BMX bikes there. Like, that was a thing. Like, the, yeah. the more name brand it was, the cooler you were. Like, that's just how that town worked, you know. Yeah, so I always had, like, super nice BMX bikes. You know, I had a GT, mm-hmm. Dino, I had Haro. Oh, yeah, I had a Dino. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. A Dino Air. Who didn't have one of those, man? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I had some name brand bikes, like, some good BMX bikes. And, yeah, I started, I, I mean, I pretty much just used them to commute when I was younger. But yeah. then, you know, I started uh, doing Flatland and... I didn't get great, but I got pretty good, you know. I got, I got pretty good, learned quite a few tricks, and just, I don't know, just kind of stopped doing it one day for whatever reason and kind of kind of got away from bikes in general for a long time, actually. Uh, I mean, most of my high school, actually, I can't think of a time in high school I rode a bike, like, period. Yeah. All through high school, and then uh, I went to college. I didn't graduate, but I went to college. But I didn't ride that whole time, and then... Same here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my best friend and I... Hadn't talked in five years, and we kind of reunited, and he, uh, he had a really nice road bike, and we just kind of started talking or whatever, and still really didn't want anything to do with it, was, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, then we ended up moving to Colorado, and I started riding his road bike a lot because he worked overnight, so it was there to ride. So I was riding in Denver, you know, and I, I was like, man, this is pretty cool, actually. I really enjoyed it. So I... Uh, so I need to get a bike. So I went out and I bought a hybrid, you know, so I figured I can get in the grass a little bit if I needed to and, you know, still have the gears and I can keep up with road bikes pretty good, actually, because I'm just naturally in good shape from rock climbing and whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got a hybrid and that's kind of how it started, man. I, I rode the crap into that thing and I put a lot of miles on that and then, uh, yeah, man, I did that for a while and then I started flipping the bikes and then now you know, I ride freaking everything. <laughs> You know, yeah, totally. yeah, I really do. Like I, said, I, I mountain bike more than anything now. But when I was in Durango, oh yeah, when I was uh, out there, I was riding 
uh, our prototype, if you will, and we were going up a hill, and uh, dude, it killed me. Like, I made yeah. it, but it killed me. Yeah. Dude, I was with rides fixed gears, like, all the time in the mountains. He's like, you know, what are you doing back there, you know? Right? <laughs> yeah. I see all his uh, Instagram posts, and I'm like, dang, I need to be riding with that guy. Yeah, he's, he's like, <laughs> ridden his whole life, dude. Shout out to Rocky Mountain Fixie. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he's been riding, like, his whole life, and super cool guy, man. He, uh, yeah, he and I hit it off really well, and yeah, I went for a fixed gear ride, and yeah, nice. he's, he actually, actually, he teaches a spin class, too, so, like, his... His bike skills were like ridiculous. Like even mountain biking, dude. Like we yeah. went mountain biking while I was out there, and he was like a mile ahead of me the entire time. <laughs> um, so tell us, like, what's the kind of immediate plan? Like, what? I know you have your prototype out, and it's about getting close to being released, or so kind of. Yeah. Uh, quick answer, kind of. So we're releasing locks first. That's actually the first thing. Okay. Honestly, I did things kind of backwards. I should release that later, but whatever. Hey. You live and you learn. Yeah. So I'm releasing the locks first, and like right off the bat, I'm going to run a bunch of advertising things for that and just try to blow them out as quick as possible to concentrate more on the bikes. Uh, I'm hoping for a release in spring of the fixed gears. So there's going to be three color options. There's going to be a white and black called the Illicit Capone. There's going to be a kind of a bluish green. It's actually the same blue as a Lamborghini Huracan has. Okay. It's called Blue Cepheus. <laughs> nice. So naturally, I named the bike the Illicit Cepheus. There you go. <laughs> Might as well go with it. And then the uh, third one is going to be called Drab, the Illicit Drab, and it's going to be olive drab and black. It's actually a combo. Nice. And uh, like the frame is actually two different colors too. It's not just like solid. So uh, yeah, I'm hoping for spring. I want to do the fixed gear bikes. Then the track bikes, then probably a road bike, then mountain bike. Depends. Depends on how things work out. Nice. But yeah, I just really want to get a good following here and then expand. That's that's definitely the goal. And yeah, I've been sending out tons and tons of emails to local shops and just getting getting the name out there. And I've had a lot of you know a lot of feedback from all these people and a lot of people actually really interested as far as bike owners and stuff. So nice. or bike shop owners. So yeah, man, I'm actually really excited. I've had a good feeling from the get go and. Every day goes by, I get a better feeling, so I'm, I'm excited. That's good. Yeah, for sure. So ideally, I would love for the company to be able to sponsor events in every aspect of you know yeah. cycling, like even BMX. Honestly, yeah. I don't. Nece- I don't necessarily think that we're probably going to be selling or making any BMX type bikes. I could be wrong. Who knows what the future holds? But I'm more you know geared toward the others I've talked about. But yeah, man. I mean, I would love to in the future be able to sponsor, you know, BMX events, uh, road bike races, and you know, I just sponsor them either, man. Just be there, you know, just be a presence, you know, physically be a presence there, and just you know, hand out free stuff. And like I said, man, I'm all about giving stuff away. I, I just want to help people. So yeah, and then you know, crits for sure. That would be awesome if we could, you know, organize some stuff yeah. just as a whole. And uh, yeah, I'd be all for that, man. I think that was part of the reason why I want to do this podcast because, like, if it could bring people into like seeing what the not only the fixed gear scene is like but what it's like here in Colorado yep. and if we could like grow some races and like partner up with people and like which is why I wanted to have you on too because I'm like oh, you know I have like hopefully this output is going to grow your bike company is going to grow yeah you know? for sure and then we just grow the whole community out here yep. as this whole sport in general is yep. seems to be blowing up right now and the great thing is man it doesn't matter you know one thing literally one thing that you do can make the difference in your entire future you know yeah. like you were talking about that last thing you know state bicycle posted for you that's what it, you know that's how it works man you know yeah. and you never freaking know you know this podcast you know can blow up and be freaking huge and the same with the bike company. well i know it is because i'm doing it but yeah i'm 
obviously confident if you could pick up on that. That's all right. <laughs> you got to be if you're going to be climbing rocks because that scares me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some people say it's scary to ride a fixed gear down a mountain. I think it's scary to climb up for a Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually funny. I have a buddy that works at uh, Mammoth Lakes. He's a ski instructor out there. He was telling me I should come ski. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to charge you to come out here. I'm like, right, whatever. I was like, man, I'm, I'm kind of scared. I've never skied, snowboarded, you know? And he's like, I haven't oh. either. Really? Nice. I've so, lived here for 17 years. Oh, man. You need to get out there. I know. <laughs> so, uh, <It's> pathetic. <laughs> he's like, dude, he goes, you're talking about, you know, floating on a cloud. If you fall, you're in snow. You feel nothing. He goes, you, you mountain bike and thrash down freaking mountains, you know, fall on rocks. He's like, I, I don't get what you're worried about. And it's like, yeah, good point. You know? Right. Good point. <laughs> I think it's all relative because it's funny because there's this kind of myth that, like, I don't know if it's a myth. Maybe it's true. But there's this view of, like, fixed gear crits as being, like, so dangerous. Like, I tell Rody, like, I did a, a, a crit last summer, my first one. And nice. all my Rody friends were like, like, oh, I wouldn't do that. That's scary. Or whatever. You know what I mean? And I'm like, dude, I see people on mountain bikes, like, doing backflips off of cliffs. Yep. Yeah, oh, see, yeah, dude. And I grew up racing BMX. and like Everything has a risk, man. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter what you do. Also, every single road crit I've seen, I see crash. Yeah, for sure, right? You know. Yeah. I think that crit, like, racing a bicycle is just dangerous. So it's kind of like, I don't think that we should demonize one over the other. Exactly. Um, I'm kind of a masochist, man. So, like, yeah. I, uh, like I said earlier, I kind of enjoy hiking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've always kind of, I think the one thing I like about this whole fixed gear thing is just... Scott said it in the last episode. It's just everybody kind of looks at you like you're crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're right, you're passing up like a road bike on Lookout Mountain, and people just like look at you like, yeah, what the hell's that guy doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah yo. that's the best part, right? Yeah, but I kind of love that. Yep, it's not really like to show off or anything. I just like giving myself challenges. Of oh stuff yeah, for that sure. People don't want to do. I'll tell you one. So maybe I'm a little bit of a masochist. Yeah, right. I'll tell you one even better, man. I I have never wore a helmet in my life. Yeah, ever. Which I'm not, you know, saying it's a good thing. Don't listen to me. Wear yeah, helmets. Wear your helmet. <laughs> yeah, wear your helmet. But uh, I never have. And like when I first started mountain biking and stuff, you know, like I'd be going down these pretty steep sections, you know, like pretty fast, and people are looking at me like, "What the hell? Like this dude's nuts," you know. And I've actually had a lot of people comment on me not wearing a helmet. Actually, surprisingly, all positive though. But uh, my dad got me a helmet for Christmas. Long story short, <laughs> he watched a video from Durango mountain biking, and it's like. You know, a sheer cliff on the side. I'm, like, right on the edge. And he's like, yep, you're getting a helmet. So I'm going to wear a helmet. <laughs> but, yeah, same thing, though, man. People just look at you like you're nuts. Uh, so how did it feel to ride your prototype to be on your bike that you designed? Awesome, actually. It's, uh, I mean, everything, man, as far as the business, you know, as far as the people reaching out, the support, the bike. I mean, everything's been super, super gratifying. You know, I'm so appreciative and thankful for everyone and everything that's been going on, man. Like, you know, I, throughout life, I've been pessimistic. You know, I'll be the first to admit, and the past, you know, probably six months or so, I've been really optimistic, changed my entire perspective on life, and it's paid off. You know, it's, you know, a lot of attraction's real. You know, it's exhilarating, man, to say the least, but the first time I rode it was actually in Durango when I went out and met yeah. Rocky Mountain Fixie, and yeah, we went for a ride, man, and I was, I don't know, man, it's the first time I even aired up the tires, you know, I just, it, it felt surreal, you know, the, the entire thing is surreal, and I was extremely pleased with how it rode, like, extremely pleased, because cool. I've been on a lot of fixed gears that I just think feel like crap, honestly, Yeah. and then there's others that feel pretty good, and this this is one of the better feeling ones I've actually been on, so, nice. so I did good. So, that's good. <laughs> 
So some technical questions about what you're going to be coming out with. Like, is it, I'm assuming the first run is going to be steel. No, actually they're aluminum. Oh. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a sucker for light bikes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So. That's kind of good to hear because I was like a little worried it was going to be like high tensile steel. No, no, they're, just, they're aluminum. Yeah, so awesome. I'm, you know, I know traditionally they are steel, you know, and, and I thought about that, you know, because of flex and everything, you know, but I'm. Yeah. I just I, I love lightweight bikes. I I, I can't can't I'm lie. The same yeah. way. I don't care about the. I'm not like the one that's. Uh, I like steel. Don't get me wrong. I like yeah, a yeah, really good quality steel, yep. like a Zona or something. Well, dude, and they're like yeah. You know, you can't break them. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah, and those are light, but also really really pricey. Yeah. So as far as like affordability and lightness and stuff, like I love aluminum. Yep. I don't get the hate for it. I don't either. I it rides real stiff. Yep. Sure it might be a tad bit rough, but nowadays with like carbon forks and like yep. there are some twenty five C tires on it and yep. you're good. <laughs> I actually uh, ride twenty eights most times. Yeah, yeah, I have twenty eights on my commuter, so mm-hmm. um, it has good clearance though, which is good. So So yeah man the uh like recently, I've said I've talked to people that like aren't really into bikes, and I've I've named like Giant and Trek, and they've never heard of them. Wow. And, yeah, exactly. For me, you know, Giant's the biggest you know bike company in the world. So like, yeah. And to, you're like, dude, Lance Armstrong used to ride a Trek. Yeah, right. Yeah. Come so on. like, I'm like blown away by the fact that these people haven't heard. Of, you know, they're not into bikes, so kind of understandable. But like, I'm still blown away by it. But they've heard of Schwinn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. Yeah. Seriously. But like me, man. Like I want everybody to know what Alyssa Cycles is. Yeah. Like, that is the, the objective, man. Just as much as selling bikes, making profit, making money, helping people, I also want everyone in the freaking world to know exactly what Alyssa Cycles is. Like, that is that is the goal, man. That's good. Cool. I think that's all I have. Cool. Do you want to give any shout-outs, tell people where to find you? Yeah, so visit IllicitCycles.com. Uh, as of now, we have zero products listed, but soon we will. Uh, but you can still read, you know, kind of get an idea about the company and where we're headed and whatnot. Uh, definitely follow us on Instagram at Illicit Cycles. We are on Instagram Hardcore. That is my favorite social media platform. I hate Facebook. I'll be the first to admit, freaking hate it. I don't have Facebook. <laughs> I didn't, but I, I formed one for the business. Kinda yeah. Felt like I kind of had to for marketing purposes and stuff. So no, I should probably make one for this. Yep. Uh, but anyway, follow Adelissa Cycles LLC on Facebook, and yeah, definitely check us out and comment. Subscribe to YouTube too. Uh, I have no idea what the link is, but just type in Alyssa Cycles. I guess you'll find it. Yeah, you'll find it. But yeah, so follow us on all those platforms, and we really appreciate it. And send us comments, emails, like whatever. If you want to reach out, ask anything, just whatever. You wouldn't believe the amount of stupid emails I get. So, like, just completely off-the-wall bullcrap. But I still respond, so just go for it. We appreciate anyone asking anything. And I appreciate you interviewing me. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. Sure. (laughs) They couldn't hear the fist bump. That's all right. Yeah, we know it happened. All right. Thanks again. Uh, That does it for this episode. I want to thank James for coming on from Illicit Cycles and talking to me. Hopefully we can uh, collaborate in the future and put on some events and do some giveaways and whatnot. Uh, This episode was produced by David Draper. This... Theme song was from Free Music Archive and it's Vitamin Pets Slag Girl. Find us on Instagram at Save the Track Bike, Twitter at 
save the track pod because bike wouldn't fit. So Twitter, save the track pod, save the track bike.com. And if you want to email me, save the track bike at gmail.com. Uh, my next episode will be an interview with Josh Tyrell from state bicycle company. Um, so yeah, keep on the lookout for that and go ride your track bike in inappropriate places. If you're into that kind of thing. <laughs>